0: The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting and it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvellous stuff, marvellous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. The following podcast episode contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. This episode may cause triggering of survivors. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Tuesday, April the 28th, 2020. Today's episode will feature the big question. Should Joe Biden withdraw from the Democratic presidential nomination? And while we're at it, should Donald Trump withdraw from the office he holds based on the numerous rape allegations made against him and on the fact that he is responsible for at least 58,000 lives lost? due to his non-action during this coronavirus pandemic and due to the fact that there are probably twice as many lives that have been lost in this country already due to this virus that we are not aware of because people still have not been tested people have certainly died in their homes because they didn't want to go to a hospital because they may not have had health care insurance or because homeless people have died in mass numbers. This is E. Jean Carroll last year on Anderson Cooper's 360 program on CNN.
1: Victim.
2: You don't feel like a victim.
1: I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. But
2: I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think
1: sex. most people think of rape as being sexy.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's take a short break. Think of
1: the fantasies.
2: Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side.
1: You're fascinating to talk to.
0: <laughs> was he Jean Carroll? Last year on as kuba 360 with that remark that she made. Awkward, though it may seem and perhaps truthful to some. Perhaps there are more than a few people, not just in America, but around the world who. Echo the sentiment of E. Jean Carroll there in what you just heard in that audio clip. Last year, E. Jean Carroll made allegations of rape against Donald Trump back in the 1990s. She spoke about this publicly. She spoke about this in New York Magazine. And this was in 1995 or 96, as she remembers it. She describes in graphic detail what Donald Trump did to her at Bergdorf Goodman. Here again is E. Jean Carroll. And this is from this year on CNN.
1: I can't tell you what it's like for me, uh, a woman walking down the street, who's used to walking around unnoticed, you know, with nobody ever looking at me and people stopping me and saying, thank you. Mm. And with the tears welling in their eyes, and taking my hand and saying, I can't tell my story, thank you for telling yours.
2: But there was a time you thought you couldn't tell your story either.
1: I write an advice column in Elle magazine. I've written it for 26 years. And for 26 years, I've been reading letters from women complaining about their finances, their love lives, their sex lives. And there comes a line in almost every single letter where the cause of the problem is revealed and that cause is men. And so for years, I've been advising women to get rid of men. Then in 2017, the Harvey Weinstein bomb shell hit by Megan Toohey and Jody Cantor. And my mail, the letters coming into my column completely changed from black to white. Uh, now women were asking me, should I come forward and report my boss? Should I call the sheriff when my, next time my husband tries to bang, beat up our dog? My stepson I think is molesting my daughter. These are, and I thought they're coming to me for advice and I've been holding back all these years. It's time. It's time.
2: And I did it. And your book includes so much. Uh, beyond Trump, and I, I, I promise I'm going to get there in just a minute. Uh, but I do want to ask you about a couple of the developments that have, that have happened since the New York Magazine cover. the Donald Trump Jr. saying, uh, hey, as long as the media keeps giving these nut jobs unfettered airtime, they will keep coming. But of course we know that, and so does the media, so they're happy to use a truly sick person for their political gains. Oh,
1: this is really... He's talking about you. I know, it's nauseating. It's absolutely nauseating. There is a reason why women hesitate to come forward and tell the truth. A really strong reason. A, they will be dragged through the mud. B, they will be dumped on the muck heap of, you know, this back and forth. C, they'll be threatened. And D, they'll put their reputations, their very reputations, on the line They'll put their lives on the line, and they'll put their livelihoods on the line. There's no reason for me to come forward and put everything on the line unless I thought it would help other women, and that's exactly what I'm doing.
2: And I'm not sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Sounds like that's what you want Trump Jr. to know. I wouldn't deign to want him to know anything.
0: Well, I I wouldn't deign to want him to know anything either. Um, This is very difficult to do, by the way. This is very difficult to do, this particular episode. And I'm not someone who is in a position to have been a survivor. I've just not been a survivor. I've not experienced this traumatic violence. I've not experienced that. And it's uh it's really difficult because <sighs> This is just a difficult episode to do. You you don't want to Trigger survivors. It's not what you're doing or what you hope not to do. I certainly hope not to do that. And you also want to make it very clear that not only is this violence, that this is violence that will scar a woman for the rest of her life. And of course, there are men as well who are survivors. The vast majority of survivors are female and the vast majority of the violence perpetrated in this world is by men, either against other men or in the vast majority of cases when it comes to this type of violence against women. It is against women that that violence is perpetrated. I think it's time to take some deep breaths or at least to take a break. There'll be a bit more audio from Eugene Carroll and audio from other places. And of course, the question of Donald Trump and of Joe Biden. Gaga till it happens to you <sighs> welcome back to the politocrat this is not an easy episode and I say that with the utmost sincerity um, as someone who as a man who has always spoken out against men who commit violence against women and who has long, has long been involved in anti-violence movements and involved in educating men to treat women with respect, treat girls with respect, and to unlearn the toxic masculinity, to unlearn the misogynistic behavior that this patriarchy imposes, that we are all trying to swim out of from under, and we are all covered in it. This toxic masculinity and this misogyny I think it's important to provide this kind of background. This is not just some news story about Joe Biden. This is not just some news story about Donald Trump. This story is about all of us, male, female. Non-specific gender or gender non-specific. Black, white, Asian, Latinx, Native American, any group of people. This is about all of us. This is about Tawana Brawley. This is about so many women. This is also about so many men. some of whom are survivors, most of whom are violators and criminals. This November, here in the United States, we have a choice. Some may say not much of a choice. I beg to differ. There is a huge choice and a huge difference. One of these men, both of whom I think are rapists, One of these men has destroyed the country and I think has killed at least 100,000 people. Because I think that's where the actual amount of lives are lost in this country at the moment. Because of what I've said, which is that there are a lot of people, I think, who have died who have not been counted. Whether it be homeless people, whether it be people who are dying at home. And because of the lack of testing... I think that that makes it even more true. So there's that choice, and then there's the choice to vote for Joe Biden, who I think is a rapist. And I'm very uncomfortable with voting for a rapist. How do we get to this point where we are actually making a choice between two rapists? Toxic masculinity, misogyny, patriarchy are just a few of the variables, I think, that got us to this point. E. Jean Carroll, in her interview there that you may have heard earlier, the one with Brian Stelter of, UN, of CNN, Reliable Sources is the name of the show, show. This actually was a 2019 interview. I incorrectly said 2020. Here's some of the rest of what E. Jean Carroll, who said that Trump raped her in the mid-1990s, has to say on Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter.
2: We purposely came out with the New York Magazine cover story 10 days before the book so that all the Trump coverage would happen. Then you could talk more about the rest of the book. It seems like a, a logical strategy to me. You describe experiences with former CBS boss Les Moonves and others. What do you want the, the purpose of the book to be after all this Trump conversation is maybe over? Well, it's, it's a merry romp. It's a
1: merry romp. I got into my car... With the intention of going to towns named after women and getting out of the car and asking people, what do we need men for? And let me tell you, Brian, the answers were completely shocking and marvelous. Then, of course, because they were talking and the Weinstein story broke, I couldn't help but remember a few of the hideous men in my own life. I'm just to warn everybody, this is not a Trump book. It is a merry romp. Through the towns of America, finding out from women, what do we need men for? That is what it is about.
2: Heck of a journey.
1: Oh, I wish you could have been there.
0: I don't know um, if I would want to be anywhere near that kind of journey. But the difference between me and nearly every woman on the planet is that, quite frankly, those women don't have A choice in the matter. (sighs) Domestic violence is spiking right now. Domestic violence perpetrated by men against women in the household has spiked upwards all over the globe during this coronavirus pandemic. Here's what Victoria Valentino had to say about Bill Cosby just a portion of what she had to say.
3: She lay down on one uh, or sat down on one little love seat and then just kind of lay back and passed out. And I was on the other one and pretty much passed out. And I kept opening my eyes and looking, because I was getting spinners and I was feeling like I was going to throw up. And he was sitting on the edge of the love seat where she was passed out. And he was looking down at her, you know, with this really predatory look. And if, if I had misinterpreted that, there was a growing bulge in his pants. And I started panicking and I was <laughs> trying to... Distract him get his attention away. It was very clear to me that he was gonna Assault her while she was asleep or passed out unconscious and um, Then he came over To me It's very difficult for me to talk about what he did, you know, I I Anyway (sighs) When he was done He started to walk out and I said, how, how?" you know, slurred, how are we going to get out? How do we get home? And he said, call a cab and left. I can't hear his name. I can't see his image on television. I have to hit the remote. I have to walk out of the room. I have to change the channel. I still feel, you know, even though I don't consciously think about it all the time, I don't. Yet, it is like this subliminal soundtrack. You just, you just feel ashamed and dirty, and even though you know it wasn't your fault, you know?
0: Victoria Valentino speaking about Bill Cosby, who I am glad to say is behind bars, as is Harvey Weinstein. Maybe they released Harvey Weinstein because of his coronavirus. Who knows? But I hope not. Harvey Weinstein still has another case against him. Next. Donald Trump. And Joe Biden.
4: Trump was caught on a hot mic in Hello. 2005 Hi. bragging Hi. in vulgar language about kissing, you know groping you? and trying to have doing sex doing with a married woman. You. You I
0: did try it. I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> it
4: happened on board a bus in a conversation with Today Show co-host Billy Bush, who was then co-host of the TV show Access Hollywood. The Washington Post uncovered audio and video, which is now threatening to throw a major curveball into the Trump campaign.
2: It's kind of stunning to hear the Republican nominee, father of five, uh, married uh, to Melania Trump, uh, a person who... who one handily the evangelical vote Yes. Um, talk this crudely about women.
4: As the bus pulls into a TV studio to film a guest appearance on Days of Our Lives, Trump and Bush notice soap actress Ariana Zucker.
2: i got to use some Tic just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. <laughs> I just like, I don't even wait. And hey, when you're a star, they
3: let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the
1: do anything
4: trump is now issuing a rare apology saying this was locker room banter a private conversation that took place many years ago bill clinton has said far worse to me on the golf course not even close i apologize if anyone was offended
0: that was from inside edition that was donald trump And the Access Hollywood tape from 2005, which, of course, was circulated, resurfaced, actually. It was in the NBC vault, I guess, Mark Burnett or somebody, whomever, had that tape and it was released. And it was released roughly, what, um, a month or so before the election in 2016. Didn't have any bearing at all. On the general election. Not at all. It was mentioned during the debate. Um, I think the tape came out on Friday. And then. Two days later the debate. And it was I believe in October. And it was mentioned. And. It went away. All the while. Donald Trump was paying off Stormy Daniels. Because Stormy Daniels had an affair with him. Anyway, I'm going too far afield here. Stormy Daniels does not come into this. But you have Donald Trump admitting that he grabs women's genitalia. He admits that he grabs female genitalia. It's on tape. You heard it just then. E. Jean Carroll accused him. And I believe her. And that audio that you just heard. Just about sums up. A guilty man. In my view. Donald Trump is in the White House. Shouldn't he be removed from office? Many women have come forward and said that Donald Trump either raped them or harassed them sexually and physically imposed himself on them. Shouldn't Donald Trump be removed from office for that alone? Shouldn't Donald Trump Because I think he's killed so many people. Shouldn't he. Not be anywhere near. The White House. How could he still be in the White House. After committing these crimes that he's committed in office. After being impeached after continuing to commit crimes after that impeachment and after his acquittal in that sham trial this year how can donald trump still be in office in the white house and this guy be out of office I in have the senate heart that nothing i have done as a senator nothing has brought this honor on on this institution and i am confident that the ethics committee would agree nevertheless today I am announcing that in the coming weeks I will be resigning as a member of the United States Senate I of all people am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual Assault sits in the Oval Office and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with with the full support of his party. A lot going on in that statement from Al Franken. One of his last statements as Senator of Minnesota, that statement was made in December of 2017. Many people now think that Al Franken, who at the time had been accused by at least eight different women of harassment or groping or other forms of assault, none of them rape, but still, nonetheless, and that doesn't matter to those women who were invaded in any other kind of way, and why should it matter? Because it's what happened to them. And that's all that should matter. That Al Franken had lost his Senate seat. And some people said, well, it was politically motivated because there was a woman who was a conservative known as a right winger who brought the allegations. But so what if she was a right winger? Why does... Someone's party affiliation, forgive me for sounding naive, have to do with the allegations. Al Franken does not have a Senate seat. Well, if Al Franken doesn't have a Senate seat, why does Donald Trump still have a seat in the White House? And what of Brett Kavanaugh? He has a seat on the Supreme Court. Never mind the fact that Professor Blasey Ford testified against him in 2018. Didn't stop him from getting on the Supreme Court now, did it? didn't stop him at all. In fact, one of the key votes was by a female Senator, Susan Collins of Maine, who is now fighting for her election life, her political life in a battle in Maine with her opponent, Sarah Gideon, the Democratic challenger. What about Joe Biden? We know about Bill Clinton and the charges that Juanita Broderick had long said that Bill Clinton was guilty of in terms of rape. And we know that the right wing tries to make Juanita Broderick some kind of hero. I don't think Juanita Broderick wants hero worship. She wants the truth to get out. And rightly so. And I support her in that endeavor. Bill Clinton has not paid any kind of price except to lose his law license in connection with Monica Lewinsky and his harassment of Lewinsky that Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton say was not harassment, which it obviously was because there was a power dynamic. Why is Joe Biden still running for President of the United States. I've done an episode previously, and in fact, it's the most popular, most listened to episode of this podcast. I did an episode on Tara Reid and her allegations against Joe Biden. That was done on April the 11th, 2020. To date, it is the most listened to episode of this podcast. Tara Reid gave her interview to Katie Halper. That was the first interview she gave on Katie Halper's podcast. Then her first television interview was on Rising with the with the Hill publication. Crystal Ball was One of the two hosts. Tara Reid also did a story on Democracy Now. In fact, she was interviewed by Democracy Now. Tara Reid is entirely credible. Tara Reid is entirely credible in my view. And again do you think that Joe Biden should withdraw? Do you think that Joe Biden should withdraw as the Democratic presidential nominee? Do you think he should? Or do you think he should make a statement about the allegations, the very serious allegations, the rape allegations against him that were brought by Tara Reid. What do you think? What do you think? There's been more information. In 1993, at the time that Tar Reid said the rape happened to her. At the time she was working for Joe Biden, who was then the senator of Delaware. Tar Reid says that he raped her. In an alcove in the U.S. Senate in that Capitol Hill building. That same month. Came this. On Larry King live on CNN. Here is Larry King and a caller calls in to Larry King's very popular show then. Larry King Live, August of 1993. We're back. A couple more phone calls on this very important topic. Our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker, Richard Allen, former National Security Advisor, and Lois Romano of The Washington Post. San Luis Obispo, California. Hello. Yes,
3: hello. Um, I'm wondering what... um, uh, a staffer uh, would do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for it. Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't
0: tell it. That's true. Yeah, right. but these are the people who do come to the Lowest Romanos, right? The mm-hmm. staff worker who says I want to let you know about what's going this on in the guy down the hall. hmm
3: And a lot of these people have a sense of obligation. They feel that this public official should be accountable if
0: it's something wrong. they whistleblowers to the press. Shouldn't Joe Biden be held accountable? People will say out there that well this happened back in nineteen ninety-three why did it take so long? Why did Tara Reid take so long? Well, she didn't take so long. And if she had, in your opinion, it's her prerogative, especially when it comes to something like this violations like this, evil like this, rape is evil. And it is violence and it is power. It's a form of power, a tool of power used by the powerful, used by powerful men. And that phone call, it turns out that voice, the female voice, not the second female voice of Lois Romano, but the female voice. That made the phone call in from San Luis Obispo was the mother of Tara Reed. Tara Reed's mother passed away in 2016. Tara Reed, over the weekend, corroborated the voice you heard there on the telephone in the audio as the voice of Tara Reed's mother. And that's contemporaneous with the time period in which Tara Reid says that Joe Biden raped her. August of 1993. It's a fairly strong corroboration, which puts paid to those fools who say, Well, why didn't she come forward earlier when it happened? Well, there's a reality about. What happens to women is E. Jean Carroll said in an earlier clip that I played that you heard. There's a reality about that. Women get ridiculed, they get shamed, they get threatened. Tara Reid has had her whole life turned upside down. Her private records were unsealed, her personal records unsealed. Her She was doxed, her address was published. Everything, made a name, everything. Shouldn't Joe Biden, at the very least, at the very least, make some kind of live television statement before the nation? To address these very serious allegations. I mean this is rape we're talking about here. Shouldn't Joe Biden address this? And if he shouldn't address it. Shouldn't he withdraw? It is a question that's worth getting a few answers to. And I have been asking this question on Twitter at the Popcorn R E E L. I've been asking that question over the last day or so. Donald Trump and Joe Biden have a track record with women that is negative to say the least the sad thing is is that even if CNN or MSNBC were to spend any appreciable time on these very credible allegations by Tara Reid the sad fact of the matter is That it would not make a difference to the vast majority of people in the United States. Too many people do not care. Which perhaps is one of the most disturbing things of all. I'm Omar Moore. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the politocrat. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can like the politocrat page on Facebook. And once again, I thank you so much for listening. What do you think about whether? Donald Trump and Joe Biden should withdraw from the 2020 presidential campaign. Let me know what you think by leaving a voice message. Thank you very much.